Yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is a lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I am ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, but not just any fantasy today, because today (laughs) we are going back into the labs, and we are dusting off our tried and true trademarked fantasy scenario generator in a series that we call who would win yeah we're going back to one of these zany episode ideas we haven't done in a very (laughs) i mean we well we haven't done it this way in a very long time we had an episode a while back where we did that wizard battle royale and kind of went to a Twitter poll and made a whole big social media thing about it. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And then now we're going back to our roots with the Who Would Win, which involves yes. this random generator, TM, so using the same technology that we've used to do our friends creating fantasy episodes where we improvise a fantasy novel. Here we're just creating random scenarios uh that these would be things like a fist fight or an election or a cook-off or something like that mm-hmm. that will generate and then will also generate fantasy characters, mostly from book series that we've read, but also some like old favorites in there. And then, Charles, you and I are going to speculate on who would win of the... <laughs> there are some <laughs> things that don't really involve... Oh, okay. Yeah, everything involves winning, I think. Yeah, so yeah, they I think. Should. And I'm I'm excited to get into it. You know, it's been a while, but these are always fun, and you never know. Like these matchups are randomly generated spur of the moment, so yeah, it, it's always exciting. I, I I've got the uh, fantasy scenario generator all booted up and ready to go. And Dylan, if you're ready, I believe you are the one that generates the contests, right? I will be generating the scenarios today. All right. So what scenario do we have for us? Well, let me get the generator going. Beep, boop, beep. It is a cook-off is the first. All right. So the two that we have entering this cook-off today. One, click, tap, click, tap. Hopefully there's elevators here and no stairs because entering the cook-off, we've got Inquisitor Galacta. Next, on the other side, it was the boy who lived. He maybe survived an attack as a child from Voldemort, but can he survive a cook-off today? That's a good question that we're here to find out because it's Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Charles. Love the intros, as always. I feel like, yeah, Glockta... I mean, while he's cooking, he will certainly be wondering, why do I do this? Um, <laughs> yeah. For all our first Law of I, Joe Abercrombie fans. It's like, in a, I just imagine Glockta in a cook-off with, and by the way, we'll keep things spoiler-free yes. for you all. So you can think of pretty much any anyone who's generated will try to use the like 
relatively early book one version of them, and we won't give away any key plot events uh, that happen in any of these books because mm-hmm. you know the, the, we don't want to spoil any. We want to ruin a series for people if that if they don't want it spoiled. So Galacta, we're thinking, you know, one of the first things that happens with him is him wondering why do I do this? He's a torturer, and he. I imagine would have a lot of trouble seeing the point of a cook-off with Harry Potter. I think he'd be wondering how he got himself into that scenario. And I just don't think his enthusiasm would be there. Definitely. I also feel like the guy, you know, he's from the beginning, you know, his character type, he's always in pain. He was tortured himself. So he's got a lot like he doesn't really he can't really eat a lot of food so yeah, he, he basically he, he only eats, eats liquids. porridge I yeah think. he eats lots of porridge and he doesn't even like that so just in that sense someone that doesn't have that kind of enthusiasm for the culinary arts and maybe won't be tasting as he goes will also be in in some trouble for cook-off as well meanwhile on the other side you have <laughs> harry potter the boy who lived he's a all-star and he's got magical abilities and there is lots of food and candy and all kinds of other delicious things in the yeah. lore of harry potter but not a lot of canon of him actually cooking anything well i think that would be cheating if he i think he would get um expelled magic I'm trses to use expel the arms, right like he would be expelled um which is you know the only thing what's the hermione you're a bigger harry potter fan yeah so i'm trying to i'm like vaguely drawing from these references there's like the hermione thing too where she's like uh, we could be killed or oh. worse expelled oh yeah, yeah he would be expelled from the competition if he started using the his magical abilities so i'm gonna oh. say he's not really allowed to use those and now we pretty much have Glockta against a child <laughs> teenager um, teenager how old is he at the start uh he might be in his early teens no maybe is preteen. He? i feel like he might be like 11 or something yeah preteen. Oh, okay so preteen let's just say preteen harry potter that's a good question that's a good point as well you're really gonna take away his magical abilities <laughs> well, <I feel laughs> he's like... 11 years old at the start i just looked it up. okay so, okay so you're really gonna take away his magical abilities and then and it's early book one. And early book early one. Early book one where he doesn't even know any magic. But he wasn't he when he was doing chores for his family, <laughs> wasn't cooking part of that? Didn't he actually cook meals now that I think about it? Wasn't that one of the things that they made him do and you kind of felt oh, bad for I him? Yeah. Was cause he like cooked it breakfast seems... sometimes and stuff just like get up Harry and make pancakes or something, you know? Like it, I feel like that may have been in the books. Um I'm giving it to Harry Potter. I mean, come okay. on. I think there is canon that he would cook meals for the family um, every once in a while when they let him out from under the stairs. You know, he was he was cooking at home. I want to say that that's canon. Yeah, and I'm with you, Charles. Even if it's not canon, I think it's it has the feel of something that they would have him doing in that household even you know he was doing lots of chores and he was responsible for a lot of things he had to grow up fast so you know i can't believe i'm i'm giving a a win to harry potter over a first law character but a cook-off is not glockta's forte no not one of his strengths there's 
any competition. Yeah, if it was a strategy-based contest, Glockta all the way, but it was a cook-off. So, sorry, Glockta. Better luck next time. (laughs) Yeah, I doubt he'd... And there's also that bit of, I don't think Glockta would care about winning this at all. Yeah. (laughs) And Harry would be humorous. I would love to be be in the mind of Glockta as he's trying to compete in a cook-off with an 11-year-old Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And I think... Yeah, I'd love to check out that fan fiction if any of our listeners want to <laughs> send something. Yeah, that, that would be quite the fan fiction. All right. Well, are we good on that one? Harry Potter oh, wins yeah. the cook-off? Yep, Harry Potter. Congratulations. Let's, <laughs> let's get that generator pumping. Beep, boop, beep. Well, we do have a strategy-based one this time, Charles, because we've got chess. Oh, who is going to be playing in chess? Oh, this one, I think it's going to be a little stacked, but let's go ahead and do it anyway. So on one end of the chessboard, you have at one point, this was a legendary warrior. And now he is trying to make his way on his own. He's, if you counted his fingers, he'd only have nine. And this is The bloody nine himself, Logan Nine Fingers. On the other side of that coin, uh, or on the other side of this table, you have a member of House Lannister from Game of Thrones. Someone known for his sharp wit and bookish nature, and that is Tyrion. Yeah. Sorry, Logan. (laughs) sorry about it we're huge first law fans people know all that so i i feel a bit bad with all of this like (laughs) the first law characters are are losing their out their fish out of water right now you know logan's on a he's like a fish but he's not floating down the river toward (laughs) carlian he's out (laughs) on the land flopping about because he's not a chet he Another character from the first Law series, I would not understand the point of what he was doing, kind of. He'd <laughs> yes. be like, I have... Because he, he's a good strategist in some ways, I think, in terms of, like, let's plan out this battle. But he's he's also pragmatic. Like he's even then, he's like a good survivalist. Like, yeah, no. That's fair. He's got good instincts. He understands people really well. And he knows how to survive and stay alive. But... This is chess. If this was a fist fight, if this was a duel with weapons, oh, if this was yeah. a cook-off, you know, like because we have <laughs> yeah, canon win the cook-off. cook-off moments, and I think yeah. you would beat Harry Potter as well. I, I would, oh, I, yeah. I would give Logan the cook-off because he understands. I love that. Yeah, the cook pot's a big part of his story. That's right. So he's got a cook pot as part of his story. So you would have to give him props there. But it's not any of those things. It's a chess match, which is purely strategy and and understanding of this game and scheming and who would be better than Tyrion, you know? This would be interesting where I wish we kind of a Glock to Tyrion chess match. We could speculate on that for quite a while. And I just think that comes down to personal preference at a certain point. Like they're they're so similar. They're basically in a lot of ways the same. So in terms of their strategizing ability. And and the type of character that they are in the story too. They're like the strategy. There's a lot of differences. Yes, but there's a lot of interesting comparisons to be made as well. So it's kind of a toss-up who would win that chess match. Uh, and that would be interesting. This would also be an interesting chess match. I think Tyrion and Logan, I think Tyrion would be very curious by 
like intrigued by Logan, and I think they'd have a really interesting conversation oh, yeah. while they were playing chess. That's one of those things where Logan's just getting destroyed, but they are both just kind of having a really fun conversation, like exchanging philosophies. And I think yeah. Tyrion could actually learn quite a bit from Logan, and he'd kind of get a kick out of that, and, and vice versa for sure. But Tyrion is someone who thinks he like knows a lot already, so to have his perspective opened up by Logan would be an entertaining uh, story to read and doing that over the chess table could be fun so it's a right. fun scenario to imagine it's just an unfortunate contest for logan where it's just so one-sided yeah i have a spoilery version of that i won't say here but that i'll talk to you about off the air version <laughs> of like that would be a funny thing to write this chess match as um, Ooh. but yeah Oh, yeah. Well, we're keeping it so, spoiler-free yeah. here, folks. Tyrion would win. Born Tyrion wins. Born bookish strategist, strategist type, and uh, L- Logan is a bit more of a uh, you know school of hard knocks. You know, he's right. If this was a fight, it would be another story. But it I is think, not. yeah, I think a big part of it too is this: like Logan, he doesn't get like games and things like that really because yeah. he's so used to life and death he's so honest too and it's so like, like open yeah. and well he <laughs> tries in terms of how he like how he's out there making decisions strategic decisions you know he's, he's very um direct so he tries yes but he's not trying to be scheming and he's no, not he's trying not to scheming. be manipulative or anything like that so for those reasons, Tyrion all the way. What is all our right. next contest? Beep, boop, beep, Charles. This is one that's near and dear to our heart. It's a podcast duo, which means that oh. we're going to select two groups of two. And you and I are going to talk about who we think would make a better podcast duo. And by the way, this has me thinking already, like, Logan and Tyrion podcast. I know you're talking about that. Would be a great podcast. It, yeah, being realistic <laughs> with Tyrion and Logan. Yeah, like, that would be a yeah, great podcast. Do... Yeah. All right. Well, the first podcast I've got four names here picked up, so I'm just gonna do okay. the first two are gonna be a group of co-hosts. The other two are gonna be the other group of co-hosts. Great. So, group number one. You have two very powerful individuals, two, I guess you could say, magic users. One um, was attempting to kill the boy who lived but failed, and that would be Voldemort. (laughs) (laughs) And And his podcast host is perhaps the most opposite in tone you could get for a character, and that is Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender. So that's podcast duo number one. Podcast duo number two, you have the White Wolf himself, Geralt of Rivia, and then you have... Uh, you have, I don't know how to preface this, but you have the uh, most charismatic character in all of Mistborn, and that is Kelsier. Oh. <laughs> so Geralt okay. and Kelsier. So Geralt and, uh, from The Witcher, of yes. course. Mm-hmm. And Kelsier, who I think Kelsier could do like a, a one-man show podcast. So he's yeah. getting, yeah, guy with a lot of flair. With He's the leader of a thieving crew and. Mistborn, and he's just 
a guy that people gravitate toward when he's talking, everyone's listening. I think he and, you know, you and I have been compared to kind of Kelsier and Doxin before. Um, (laughs) And we seem to work okay. I I think we work well as a a podcast duo in that sense. But um, this is not, I would love a Kelsier and Doxin podcast, (laughs) of course. But this is, yeah, this is. But you know, Geralt is a strong personality. He's got a lot of. Pull. He's got a big fan base, so I think these two could benefit from being in a partnership together on a podcast. I think so too. I think well, best podcast. I know you you got your marketing cap on there, mm-hmm. Charles. Uh, but best podcast. I'm thinking more like who's creating the best content. And by the way, you want fan bases. I think uh, Voldemort's <laughs> probably drawing in a lot. I mean, and you Aang might hate too, him, like, but and hey, Aang. Yeah, these they are were, these two. They would be the more popular. Yeah. They would probably be at least first episode way more downloads yeah. for <laughs> the Voldemort and Ang podcast. But yeah. who's making the better content? I think is the question here, Charles. That is a good question, and I I'm trying to see how they would play off of each other. I kind of <laughs> like the dynamic of a Geralt Kelsier relationship, yeah, me because Kelsier is very charming and he's very i would say witty and like at the top like always and i see him kind of pushing Geralt's buttons every once in a while goading him and Geralt has some really interesting personality but he's kind of guarded so i think Mm -hmm. kelsey would be able to get him to say and, and do things that he probably wouldn't do on his own or with someone without that charm and charisma so i yeah. like the partnership here the voldemort ang partnership is tricky <laughs> I, I think voldemort would be just trying not to kill ang at all times uh, whether he could or not is up for speculation but i yeah. think voldemort just does not have any patience he's not a team player <laughs> by any means he's not exactly Exactly yes. a collaborative individual. So no. I don't see how working with him would be all that fun. And and Aang is probably the most opposite in personality. I can't think of anyone who would maybe rub up against Voldemort personality wise more than Aang, who's this like childish, carefree spirit and who's kind of silly, whereas Voldemort is very serious. <laughs> and so I think you'd get basically one episode that is very if if nothing else, I don't know if entertaining is the right word, but of the Ang and Voldemort podcast, sparks would fly, yeah. and it would probably end in a fight. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, they would be it would in be... very intense debates, oh, because yeah. Voldemort would be like, here's why people from Slytherin are the best people in the world, and Aang <laughs> would be like, we need to unite all people, <laughs> and they would just debate about that endlessly, which could be interesting but i feel like people would just be wanting to cancel voldemort like right away yeah <laughs> yeah that's probably fair i don't think voldemort's opinions would be met well on the, you know in today's climate so <laughs> and rightfully so so i think yeah that's a tough one and I don't know, I'm kind of latching on to this idea of the Geralt and Kelsier podcast. I really do feel like that's a good duo, kind of for the reasons you were saying before, Charles. is like, Geralt is more stoic, but he also has a lot of these, like, he's got witticisms to him. Yeah. And like Kind of like these moral 
things that float through his head, and he has like great one-liners. So Kelsier is probably doing, and most he's pretty open-minded. But... Like he's willing to yeah. play ball. He's willing to change sides. He's willing to see other people's perspectives, which is always a very valuable yeah. uh, attributes in a co-host. You know, Definitely. they could bring on guests. They could bring on like Dandelion as a guest yeah. for like a musical feature. They could bring on Doxin. You know, so Doxin, yeah. you've known Kelsier for a long time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why don't you tell us about how it was like how growing do you up? Put up with like, him. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know these would all be like really awesome moments for their show <laughs> right and i mean it lent itself well you brought up dandelion and i feel like though dandelion and kelsey are very different characters something that they share is that kind of like charisma mm-hmm. and that ability that i think you you mentioned already too which is like to with someone like Geralt, kind of like push their buttons without in ever an, going in too an endearing far. way. It's yes, in endearing. an endearing yeah. way. It's like kind of like you know, just shake him up a little bit. And I think he would have a similar relationship to Kelsier with kind of what he has with Dandelion, with which, especially in the books, is very like they're very clearly friends. So yes. I think that would work well. I'm kind of at this point, like if it isn't clear. The duo we're picking, I, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, it's got to be Geralt and Kelsey. It's got to be. And I would now download it's more just like, both. what's the name? Yeah, I was thinking I would about download this. both. <laughs> but yeah. I think just the better podcast would have to be Geralt and Kelsey. And what yeah. is the name is a good question to ask. Um, do you go by, like, is it like the Misty Wolf podcast? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, it's easy. The podcast of destiny. <laughs> um what else would we choose here yeah i was kind of thinking the podcast of ages (laughs) sure i think off the bat it's probably something like god like you do something like the something from kelsier and make like wolf cast sounds kind of nice so it's like i don't know what, what what do you grab from uh Mm. mistborn or mist cast sounds kind of nice too yeah mist cast uh Missed cast, get it? Because they're miscast because they're. <laughs> oh, that's kind of good. That's kind of good. I. Yeah, the missed cast. I I like it. I like it. If it's a someone, play on words I would love there. to work like something. M i s s e d space c a s. Yeah. Yeah. Missed cast for like yeah, that's kind of funny. It's got legs. They could just replace us as friends talking fantasy. <laughs> yeah i don't know if Geralt would be comfortable uh until they get to know each other better to call kelsey a friend though that's, or really if he'd want to talk fantasy that like he's probably like dude i don't want to bring my my job into my hobby you know <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah. let me tell you all about these these dangerous ooh, creatures ooh. <laughs> the what makes a mistborn podcast that's not bad. It's still the Mistborn aspect is just so invites Kelsier's show, though. Yeah, but it probably would be. And what makes a Mistborn is drawing from like the what makes a monster. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I love or, that. Or <laughs> Mist and Monster, the Mist, the the Mist and Monster cast, or something. The yeah. Monster and Mist cast, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, the Mist and the Monster. That's could be yeah the Mist and the Monster. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Mist and the Monster. Yeah. Uh, got le- it's bad. got legs. It's got legs. 
Well, we've got the Mist and the Monster cast. Let us know if you have any... Uh, hit us up on social media if you have any great names that you'd like to see for either of these podcast <laughs> ideas. Yeah, if coming up with names for podcasts. Not exactly our specialty over here at Friends Talking <laughs> <And you> Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's descriptive if nothing else Charles. Yes. we are friends we are talking fantasy <laughs> so right. at least you know what you're in for if, if you want not, a creative name creative. we need to outsource that talent i think yes <laughs> yeah but we got close uh so let's move on to the next contest on what do we got all right beep boop beep we've got a good old-fashioned race here charles oh. I, I think of it as a sprint this one Got it. A sprint. So we're picking uh, two characters for this. All right. So here's the sprint. And I have a feeling that this also is a bit one-sided as well. We've got another... Uh, hmm, I don't... Okay. It's from Star Wars. So I, I'm i still going to avoid spoilers. So, okay. But we, we've got a character from Star Wars, right? One of the most famous. You could hear him breathing from a mile away. Iconic. Absolute icon. Darth Vader. Okay. Yeah. Against another character uh, who is iconic within their own world and in their series. Dylan, this is a character that you have publicly said is one of your favorite characters Ooh. of all time and that is rin from the oh, poppy yes. war series by rf kwong yeah and rin yeah. one of your favorite characters charles we were asked i think by benjamin at literature and lo-fi to post our fi- our favorite characters at one point on our more personal accounts not on the yeah. ftf account right and so we separated out and I think the only character we shared was Rin from the yeah. Poppy War by R.F. Kuang, yeah. which is that is fantastic character. And lot. let's be honest here. Darth Vader's not known for his speed at no. all. Rin would win this in two seconds. Yeah. But it's interesting to compare the two in a lot of ways. Um I, I think that they would be both very determined to oh, get yeah. the job done. And if this was a fight, that would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I would still kind of am leaning towards Rin just because of just the pure raw power that Rin has as a you know warrior. So I don't want to yeah. get too into it for spoiler reasons. but <laughs> Unless it's like a patience contest, I don't really think I'd be likely to pick against Rin and a, a lot of things. Yeah. She's, when she a sets duel with her mind to something. could be interesting if that she could use what, her magic yeah. because Darth Vader yeah. is a accomplished sword fighter. You could argue that a lightsaber is a, a, a same techniques as sword fighting. I think fighting, he gets so. his lightsaber if that was the if that was what we drew. Oh. Then he would get his lightsaber. Oh, then he would and then, definitely win that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, it's... She would probably win a chess Never match. count her out. Never count her. And she would win a chess match for sure. Yeah, because she's, she's super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So super. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's determined. Exactly. You can't write her off for most things. If she sets her mind to it, she will try and get there at all costs. And so usually right. that helps her get there. And uh, But at what price? And that is what makes the story of Poppy War. And that's... Uh, Highly recommend reading that if you haven't. Mm-hmm. But to avoid spoilers, suffice it to say, Rin would run circles around Darth Vader. Yes. <laughs> no problem. And uh, we could talk more in a spoiler capacity about Darth Vader and Rin, but for now, I think we're good. I'm good if you are, anyway. I'm good too, Charles. Let's. 
get the next one generated. Beep, boop, beep, and Charles, we're bringing back the Battle Royale. Oh, we've got four oh, people going four in. Four people, yeah. One comes out. What are the four names? Let's go. Okay, there might be one person the crowds are cheering for as he enters, but all he has to say is, I don't want this. And oh, that is no. Jon Snow. <laughs> of A Song of Ice and Fire the Song fame. of Ice and Fire fame. He knows nothing, but will he know enough to win? this battle royale let's find out who the other let's find out the other one is a famous warrior who's always looking for a stronger opponent and that is goku from dragon ball z gonna be a hard one to yeah that's like the worst person (laughs) the worst one the next one we are bringing in our third harry potter character for the day today (laughs) this one is arguably the most powerful one of the most powerful and that is Dumbledore who is no stranger to the battle royale arena Um, but he had a tough go of it last time I think he's gonna have another Uh, tough go he's got a tough go of it this time as well and then last but most certainly not the least my lifelong friend and co-host Dylan has (laughs) no is that serious (laughs) yes (laughs) yes Jon Snow, Goku, Dumbledore, and Dylan. <laughs> so right away, you the, all three of them just immediately destroy you. <laughs> You're dead instantly. <laughs> you know, this is going to be my first loss. Uh, we yeah, pulled it's me a, a few matchup. times in this. So yeah, me and you, Charles, are in this. Uh, as if our listeners haven't realized that yet, Charles and I are in the drawing here. Uh, and... I don't think we've ever pulled you, but we've pulled me now like three times. <laughs> I think I won the other two because it was like Sellers of Catan and Yeah, and like it was that. a rap battle with Boromir that you won, yeah. I think. And yeah, so. <laughs> but now this... you're trying to fight Goku in a battle royale. <laughs> yes, I don't think he. Yeah. I don't think he'd have a lot of competition coming from me. And honestly, the only person who might have a shot against him is Dumbledore. And mm. I still. I mean. I guess if it's early Goku, because Goku, a thing about Goku is that DBZ is known among many other things for being this like power just keeps getting bigger and more exponential and all this kind of stuff. So early on, Goku is not, I mean, it's not spoiler to gets more powerful i think it's not what he will eventually everyone know can anyone that knows of goku can picture him and yeah. and is like okay well i understand that he's like a super strong guy he can fly around mm-hmm. and, and and shoot energy beams and things like that um yeah as the story progresses the level on which all the fighters are at is dramatically different but yeah. depending on which version of goku you buy into but I would say any version of Dragon Ball Z, he probably is just going to be way too fast for Dumbledore to get a spell mm, on him. You know, if Dumbledore does like a Kedavra and points it at him, he has the ability to like <laughs> basically a, teleport. Gonna transport. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna teleport behind Dumbledore and just incinerate him with a Kamehameha wave. <laughs> if I say he wouldn't so even have myself. to resort to that, but he would <laughs> not. Been, yeah. no, he could just like basically backhand him and send him flying into orbit (laughs) but uh yeah poor dumbledore you're always giving dumbledore a rough time here (laughs) Charles. he always has the worst (laughs) things happen to him he had a real rough situation play out a tough sitch as i like to say 
in, we both uh, gave him tough, tough stitches in the last battle, a wizard true. battle royale with Moraine, yeah. Baez, and Gandalf. Gandalf. He had a tough go of it. And yeah, I just think he's, at least in this one, he's definitely the second. He's like, yeah. he's the silver medal. But I just don't think he can catch Goku's speed you know it, it it would be one thing if he could hit him with a spell and like that actually gets him a long way but you gotta point it at them and it's gonna hit him you know like that's the thing about Harry Potter magic so I can't give it to him you know he's gonna point yeah. that wand and Goku's gonna just instant transmission behind him and then there's all, there's nothing you can do yeah yeah me and Jon Snow no sh- <laughs> I mean Jon Snow obviously clear bronze medal at this point, and but I don't think he could compete with. Def- if they start far away from each other, <laughs> I think then Dumbledore clearly would be able to beat Jon Snow. Me, it doesn't matter where I start. <laughs> I'm 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 just trying to run. Like <laughs> there's no way. Really. I mean, I'm the like guys have I just yell, things. I surrender immediately and run. Cuz these are three very noble people who normally They'd wouldn't let me go. kill innocent people, so they yeah. might like take pity on you and I be like, "Spare this man. He is not a fighter." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's you want you want fan fiction someone <laughs> This would be the ultimate act of uh uh, a fanship mercy, to yeah. <laughs> well i'm saying to write write fan fiction of me uh in a battle royale with dumbledore uh, um dumbledore goku and Jon snow and you will have won our hearts uh, over here at the friends talking <laughs> fantasy podcast begging for his life <laughs> yeah do they let me go or do they incinerate me who knows it might be like whoever Defeats the I I picture like Goku like beats the other two pretty quickly and easily and then is standing over you and being like do I have to you know and depending on what the universe like how this battle royale got set out he probably has to and it would probably scar him for life maybe emotionally he'll think back on the echoes of your <laughs> screaming and crying begging for your life and he's like can't sleep and of course is like disturbed and it's like why did it, killing Dylan disturb you more than the other two well because he's an innocent guy he's not a fighter <laughs> i am not <laughs> now I, if it were tennis yeah oh that's a good you'd still have a hard time beating goku but no, you goku could beat the others <laughs> but i would wait i i think i would beat Jon snow <laughs> yeah i think and, so too uh, yeah i mean not he'd have to train to to get he's an athletic now, guy if but it was a game before. of Catan, also maybe you would stand a chance um, i think i would win a game of Catan against these opponents you definitely goku's not a strategist goku. yeah, um, goku's not educated at all so yeah dumbledore would be my biggest competition i think yeah yeah i mean you can't rule out Jon snow but you're right you, i i would give you a win over Jon snow it's not Tyrion. It's if not you're Tyrion, Tyrion yeah. yeah then i'd lose yeah. but yeah okay well interesting again it just that's the that's the harsh reality of the who would win scenario it's not just the characters it's the contest yep and you, you, you right. got a bad one in that one <laughs> yeah that was rough for me <laughs> and speaking of contests i'm generating another here charles and i have gotten beep boop beep it's a drinking contest. Drinking contest. Interesting. Oops, I accidentally drew four names. So I'll just do the first two. So in one corner, you have 
a humble shepherd from the two rivers, <laughs> Randolph Thor. And Ooh. on the other end, you may be able to hear her walking barefoot around the underthing. And that oh. is Ari from the slow regard of silent things. And okay. the rest of the King Killer Chronicle and, as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... And did you say Wheel of Time already? I know Rand. Oh, so Rand Althor from to, The Wheel yes. of Time by Robert Jordan. Yes. I yes. don't know if I clarified that. Yep. So, yep. We've got we've got Ari who... I Here's... There's something that just really appeals to me here, Charles, about the idea of Ari drinking Rand, especially book one Rand, like <laughs> under the table. Yeah. It's just like would be very... I would like that because book one Rand... He's so characterized by this reluctance and all this kind of stuff. I know that's deliberate. I know that Robert Jordan went in to write a story about a reluctant hero, and he succeeded in <laughs> doing that. And I don't know, like Ari is such a beloved character for me and for I think a lot of folks are fans of Patrick oh, Rothfuss's yeah, King Killer Chronicle. And she's so she's like charming and she's very like fun and I just want her, I want good things for her. And I just feel like I want, I really want her to drink Rand under the table in this competition. So that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, we want her to, but then we have to look at the facts here. And the (laughs) facts is that she's like borderline emaciated. She's really small. She's really tiny. And unless there's something in canon where through some sort of ability, she doesn't get affected by alcohol like someone her age and size would be then it's just no way randolph thor is over six feet tall and super muscular (laughs) like he can put away more alcohol than ari can just by sheer body mass alone i just don't think that there's any reference to any kind of ability in king killer that would make ari well hold up and out against a drink in a drinking contest i I'm trying to not spoil anything here, right. Charles, but let's just say after the show, I'm going to talk to you about something related <laughs> to the King Killer Chronicle that would be too spoilery to talk about here. But I, let's just assume that whatever I'm going to talk about wouldn't be relevant to this anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think that it's tough. It's tough with Ari. I, I think that her best shot is that Rand's reluctance keeps him from even engaging in the drinking contest. Like, is he so caught oh, up on this up. idea? How badly do you want Ari he... to win? <laughs> Pretty badly. <laughs> that Rand I, throwing is... in the towel is what we're proposing Rand... right now. That's not the spirit of this who would win scenario. <laughs> spirit. Nice. Yeah. It. Uh-huh. Thank so... you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm tr- I don't know. We all Rand, we know about it, Ari and drinking is she for Rand if he wins and everyone's cheering and they hold him up and he's like, "But I'm just a shepherd from the two rivers. I, I'm not someone that wins contests and gets celebrated." That way it is which and he it is in which he's uh, 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 reluctant. But the actual contest itself, I mean, come on, body mass alone, you cannot doesn't, give it to Ari. Doesn't he just doesn't Rand get? drunk at one point in die of the world and in and make poor decisions uh i won't say any more than that but i do think that happens so do we yeah 
we can't be confident that this guy, despite all of his size <laughs> and stature, playing how emaciated and tiny Ari is. We we don't have any canon of her drinking alcohol. I don't think. No, but all we have with Ari no drinking, she drinks very primly. Mm. Is a thing that she's described as doing in when she does drink. But I don't think it's alcohol that she's drinking in that moment. And no, I think you're. I I am going to reluctantly to honor Rand, uh, say that yeah Rand would probably win this, but I would be rooting for Ari. Yeah, I me too, me too. Uh, but I just can't I just can't let you have Ari on this one. Oh man, do we go for one more? Yeah, sure. Why not? And Charles, this <laughs> you know the generator. Beep boop beep did generate a three-legged race. Uh, I know we talked about like not doing this whole. We used to do a tradition at the end of the show that was like a three-legged race where people would face off against the champion for the last one. But it was a whole. Uh, we were kind of gonna nix it on this one. Um, but mm-hmm. you know the random generator has spoken and it wants us to close this out with a three-legged race. <laughs> wow! Well, you can't yeah. deny the generator for that. And Dylan, you're gonna have a tough time with this one too. <laughs> okay. I know. Well, it, I know. Explain what a three-legged race is, Charles. Okay, as you always sure. Do so it's so one of these fair games, right? Where it's a race. You are in groups of two, and when you you stand side by side and tie your legs that are next to each other together so you have three legs and you run a race and you try and win you need to be in sync and you also need to be fast so that's what we're looking for today who can we tie their legs together and can rely on them to be in sync and fast and this is one that might almost be i, I you're going to have a hard time defending this one Dylan oh, and no. we've got Denna it's- yeah, I knew immediately when you said defending. Yeah, and so you're going to have to defend Denna's with a three-legged race partner with none other than perhaps the person you would least want to have in your three-legged oh, race. Oh, Jar Jar? It's Jar Jar How? How is it Jar Jar? He's been in a three-legged race before, too. <laughs> he has. He has. That's oh, just no. the random generator has put them together. Well, who knows? Because we still have another duo here. Oh, Dylan. Okay. The random generator will always get its way at the end because returning to the three-legged race is the <laughs> no. undefeated racer, Ray, Ray? from Star Dude. Wars. Dude, there's I have legitimate questions about, Charles, you put me in a battle royale against Goku, and then later you have Denna tied to the worst person and then immediately follow it up with having Ray, the defending champion come back. I have, but I don't Dylan, know, Charles, I'm not a tinfoil not, hat kind of guy. I've disclosed but who the other partner is for Ray. I can't imagine how, if it's Treebeard, I'm going <laughs> to walk off this podcast set that is just a zoom room. <laughs> well, you'll stay firmly seated because it is not Treebeard, but it is someone who is almost as petty as they are determined, I would say. Ooh. This is someone who is very proud of themselves and very powerful as well and will not be talked uh, out of an idea or it will not be moved around. And that is Baez, the first of the Magi from the First Law Trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. 
Jesus. Not particularly fast, I would guess. Though. No, he's not. There's no canon in which he has speed, but he. We do know that he is very proud and determined, and he is with Ray, who has force abilities and is very fast and very athletic as well. And, Going up yes. against Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, it's Ray and Bob. I don't even. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. I don't even have. I don't know. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm defender of Denna in the Phantology Discord for a reason. I we've done that defender in defense of Denna episode. I I have to try, right? Let's hear um, it. Okay. Well, Charles, you've probably seen these theories about Jar Jar Binks, I'm ah, sure. Ah, yes. That's where I'm going to go. So Not a bad defense. Right? Yeah. You do what you can. When... <laughs> <laughs> I'm inspired by Baez's presence here. I'm going to do whatever I can here. <laughs> so I'm going to say, Charles, where do you stand on the idea that Jar Jar is a master of the drunken fist... <laughs> And, so ridiculously athletic, of course, and a Sith Lord of great <laughs> renown. I think you make a very compelling case that Darth Jar Jar could enter yes. the mix here. I also like to think of Jar Jar as this kind of failing upwards uh, mm. sort of physical comedy about him, where they go for the race and through his junken fist... Um, evil maniacal ways he's tripping but he's tripping forwards and they're building up momentum that they somehow by the time they wake up and and get their bearings they've crossed the finish line and they're first and they've won you know they kind of stumble into that if you're willing to believe that and yes maybe jar jar is very um it, it is more of a warrior than we are led to believe, and it is more coordinated than we are led to believe. The drunken fist does not have anything to do with speed or being in sync with uh, another person in which your legs are tied together. I would argue that the drunken fist would be a disastrous technique to use. And for those of you that don't know, drunken fist is where you seemingly are clumsy, but you're clumsy in a way that you actually are effective in, in fighting and you're actually very coordinated. So that's the balance that we're arguing that Jar Jar will be implementing here. But he, it speaks to nothing of speed and coordination, which is what you need for a three-legged race, Dylan. It's just not there. Yeah, that's tough. And it is a very popular theory, so we're going to say it's possible that Jar Jar is a Sith Lord and <laughs> is uh, it would be using the Drunken Fist here. So we're going to give him that. He's got plot Denna, armor, who, too. We haven't have talked. To What's that? He's got plot armor, but so He's does plot Ray. Armor. Sky, uh, Ray. Oh, well. <laughs> so does Ray. Oh, God, Charles. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> yeah. So then the thing, we haven't really talked much about Denna as a character here um she is she's very clever um she is one of the few who can go like wit for wit banter with quoth even in quoth's own retelling of his uh how amazing he is and she, there's canon of denna taking very quickly to games of strategy um 
basically like being really good at music as well. Uh, she's got she's got a lot of talent at picking things up quickly. She'd mm-hmm. be good at anything that involves like charisma or convincing people of things. But here's the thing, Charles. Okay. There's probably nothing in this world that Denna would like less, for those who know the Kingkiller Chronicle, than being tied, literally, to another, well, not human in Jar Jar's case, but another sentient person being, or yeah. sentient being. <laughs> Denna would hate, there's literally like stuff that's like metaphorical and figurative in all the best Patrick Rothfuss-inspired ways about Denna, that it's like she hates being tied down. And being literally tied to another person or another sentient being like you said charles that would not be dennis shtick so it's another time that this has happened a bunch of times this episode it's like we get these interesting characters and they get him put in situations that are not a good fit for them and denna being tied to another person Mm. is the worst fit possible so if nothing else that's kind of got me thinking let's be true to denna here and let's like not give her the win in something that involves being tied to jar jar uh, (laughs) here like she wouldn't like it she wouldn't she's not there's no canon that she's fast um and she's you know if it were like election we have election on here denna would find a way well (laughs) right like she's she's all of these people i don't know going up against Baez is going to be really tough for an election <laughs> that too i guess but you can't give it to denna for that but for these other characters well, you could <laughs> if it were well that's complicated with Baez. i think <laughs> like the Baez, let's just say isn't putting himself out there in any electoral capacities um for a reason i guess like uh so yeah, anyway that's fair but I still, I still. Baez is so determined. I find it a hard time him not getting what he wants. You know, Dennis pretty determined too. She, but it's she not is, but she's that, not the first of the yeah. Magi. She is uh, a. She's very a resourceful. Human being. She's resourceful, but she's um, quite ordinary in terms of her abilities. <laughs> like there's nothing well, supernatural. Like not supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> she's pretty uh, not like ordinary in her. She's a very like, interesting in her ability to pick up music and things yes, like yes, that. Yes, she's very talented, yeah. but um, she's not. Uh, she's not like Nothing wielding magic like the first of no. the magi. So good luck there. And she can't use the force like Ray Skywalker <laughs> no, can. So. That's gonna be tough. So all right, that was exciting. We I I think we're on the same so, page here. Begrudgingly, yeah. I mean, we all are rooting for Denna always, but you can't avoid the facts you can't avoid the contests and yeah I, you just got to give it to ray and bias here and ray wins again ray wins again man how is that possible <laughs> well you know, there's lots of folks out there who are probably not surprised that ray just keeps winning she has received a lot of the we don't love the term mary sue on here but that's a criticism that has been leveled quite a bit at, yeah yeah um, ray and our it's our random yeah, <laughs> it's all. It's good to have those kinds of abilities uh, when you need to be really good at three-legged races all of a sudden. <laughs> so and... that's uh, that helps as well. And there you go, another Ray three-legged lace victory. This time with her <laughs> running partner Baez, first of the Magi from the first Law by Joe Abercrombie. So wow, what a matchup! What a race! I would have loved to have seen Denna and Jar Jar try it and coexist in this three-legged race. It would be very interesting. Yeah. 
I don't think they would get along, but <laughs> you never know. Not a, yeah. Denna is a very, like, um, she's a very, she does, like, like other people to the extent in which she's always, like, open-minded about other people and things like that. So, maybe, as long as they're not tied together, maybe she it's, would. Yeah, <laughs> until they start wanting to be tied together to yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so. and Jar Jar would be coming in. She might Lisa, take pity on Jar Jar. Yeah. She probably would. It's like, there are things, I don't want to get into the events, but there are things that suggest that Dana is one to take pity on folks who have rough situations. And even if she's, her approach to it might be not, she's a little rough around the edges, like Quoth in these ways, but she does care. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but she's not going to, win no matter how much she cares for jar jar here yeah i'm trying to think of like a seven word phrase that jar jar can say like misa jar jar pinks (laughs) ready to race (laughs) (laughs) those are probably not the seven words to make denna love you no definitely not but it's a start and I think that brings us to the end of yet another really exciting Who Would Win? <laughs> Always kooky, crazy stuff going on here in the Who Would Win fantasy <laughs> scenario generator. Sure. Things we never thought we'd have to talk about. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? It brought some insight into some really interesting characters and always enjoy talking about them with you, Dylan. I always enjoy talking talking about them with you as well charles uh, yeah awesome. there's no one i'd rather be tied to in a three-legged race than well i i, mean, I would like why would i being tied to ray yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but I, if you it was know, like dodgeball style and it was you and yeah. ray and i had to pick i'd probably be like <laughs> uh, ray sorry and you'd be like dude what's going on and then you'd have to be with jar jar and, <laughs> and you'd have be a better mad. shot in dodgeball i think because he'd be that's where oh, drunken fist could yeah, come in he would be really good at dodgeball yeah yeah <laughs> it'd be like you know he'd start just like swir- j- he'd be dipping and diving and ducking and, and tripping, tripping. He's dodging a throw and tossing another one and hitting a yeah someone. yeah and it's not even that one that hits someone it's someone's ball that they threw at jar jar that bounces like in a weird direction off a wall and hits them back in the face yeah. it's like that's how jar jar yeah. jar jar would be, would be exceptional at dodgeball for sure. Yeah, so that's... But the podcast duo question, Charles, even if I was given the opportunity to co-host a podcast with Kelsier or Geralt or Aang or even Voldemort, especially <laughs> yeah. Voldemort, yeah. I would not want to be his co-host. I don't want to um, yeah, in the same space as Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even if I had all those options, I would choose you every time, Charles. Uh, I'm glad we're on this adventure together. I'm so glad you said that, Dylan, because I feel the same way. It's always you, Dylan. So without anything else to be said, I think we're ready for the outro. <laughs> Let's get that sweet, sweet outro music pumping. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. This has been a wacky, zany episode of Who Would Win. If you like what you heard and you have some opinions and speculations or you just want to enter our conversations, the best way to do that is over on social media, at Twitter, at the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at the FTF Podcast. And you can always send us an email at the FTF Podcast at gmail.com. Now, Dylan, if they wanted to support the show in a way that was super helpful to us and they just so happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, what can they do? 
toss five stars to our podcast, just find that Friends Talking Fantasy page on the Apple Podcast app. Scroll down past all of those episodes until you start seeing stars. Once you're seeing stars, the optimal number of stars to click to support the show would be five of them. And if you have a little bit of extra time, then you can even go the next step and write a review. But just listening is more than enough, and we really appreciate every single one of you. Yes, thank you all so much for listening to one of these wacky, crazy episodes. We greatly appreciate you sticking around. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.